Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new year. This is the year 2023. It's hard to imagine. Time just keeps moving on. But here in the Garden of Eden, we are eternal. And I wanted to come to you with a brand new word of encouragement for the year 2023. Oh, you can watch it in years to come. It will never go out of date. But we're beginning our new series of 52 words of encouragement for you. The board of directors and I believe that you are so precious. that You deserve to have a word of encouragement from them at least once a week, if not every day. Yeah, so welcome to Agape Love. Love is here's global spiritual teaching ministry in this series called Words of Encouragement. We're going to begin with number one. After we welcome you into the Garden of Eden, here, wherever you are, on whatever planet you're in, or on, or solar system, or galaxy you're from, The garden is not for your earthly dirt body. No, it's for your spirit, your forever person. That part of you that will live on after your dirt body gives way to death. And here in the garden, you notice it's different. The flowers are bigger. They're sending out love. They represent him, agape love himself, the great I am. They speak for him. They're full of his presence and delight. You can see him and meet him here, even before you die. That's right, in the garden. The Garden of Eden is a place, the pleasure and delight, and the very presence of Jehovah, the great I Am, the King of the Kingdom of Heaven, the God of the Holy Bible. Yeah, he's also in heaven, and you'll be there upon your earthly death. But until then, you can meet him right where you are in the realm of the spirit. For the garden is for your forever person, your spirit. It's to help you get in touch with him. That's right. And this motion video is from Pixabay. We thank you, Pixabay. I'm recording in Zoom Pro without a green screen. You may not know that about me. I've tried all kinds. They do not work. I'm a very busy person, and it takes too much time. I'm going to try to record two this morning. Then I have housework to do, yard work to do, editing, uploading. Resting, praying, studying to do, all in one day. So I don't have a green screen behind me. So I might look fuzzy to you. When I put words up on the screen above us or here in front of us, it might be a little fuzzy. But if it is, just close your eyes and listen to the words. I use Pixabay. It is a free ministry. To help me show you the realm of the spirit. And this is one of their many 
many wonderful motion videos. We're working out of the Bible, the authorized King James Bible. I use that one because there's no commentaries from any denomination, from anybody. It's just the translated words from Hebrew, maybe Aramaic and Greek into English, because that's what I speak. But it would be translated into your language with no commentaries. You see, the Holy Spirit of God, he's to be our interpreter. Mm -hmm. If he gives it to me without any denominational or religious slant, so to speak, then you're okay. I've listened to many. I've read many Bibles. They change words, leave out words. Did you know the word is so powerful that there's been wars over it? People have been burned at the cross trying to even speak the Lord's Prayer in the common language. Mm -hmm. Some religions didn't want anybody to have it. Didn't want them to understand it so they could sort of just tell them what they need to believe. Wars were fought over that. But God didn't take that sitting down. He rose up and he freed his own word. Through the bravery and the sacrifice of many. Mm -hmm. You go study the history of the Bible and how it came to be. And how it had to be set free, even from believers who were trying to control the word. Yeah, powerful stories in early Christianity. Oh, when it hit the ground running, that there was only one God. Mm -hmm. Not the moon God, not a statue, not an animal, but a God that created everything. And people began to believe in it. War broke out. Because there was always an enemy of the word of God. And of God himself. His name was Satan. He used to be called Lucifer. He was a high archangel. He was the offspring of the first age of creation. The son of the morning. But he became prideful and arrogant and jealous. And full of hate violence against this God. And he got cast out of that kingdom, that territory called heaven. And he was sent to our planets. Yeah. And he is trying to build his kingdom here, wherever we live through us, but trying to control us at the same time. And if we don't obey, bad things happen to us. Mm-hmm. So I used the authorized King James Bible. And it was authorized by King James of England. Yeah, he had studied the Hebrew and the Greek. He didn't want any translations, commentaries. Because there was two Bibles at that time. The Bishop's Bible in England and the Geneva Bible. Neither one of them were good translations of the words. So when he became King of England, he said, you religious leaders who are very smart, Translate the words just pure, no commentaries, just from Greek and Hebrew into English. And they did. 
and the authorized King James Bible came out. It's excellent. It's got a lot of things like thee and thou, but you'll eventually learn how to change it. Mm -hmm. Did you know Satan owns some Bible translation companies and they translate it incorrectly? Mm -hmm. So you be careful when you go to read a Bible. There's a lot on the internet, on YouTube. There's audio Bibles. There's even movies now, word for word, out of the books of the Bible. Many of them are on the Hidden Kingdoms channel of YouTube, of Agape Love Ministry. Mm -hmm. There's a playlist for them. Bible movies. Yeah. You go watch them. I used to watch one called The Gospel of John, a three-hour movie. Word for word from the King James for five years, three hours every Sunday, no matter where I was or what I was doing. I listened to the Bible, the book of John. It'll change your life if you just stay in one book. Mm -hmm. Five years every Sunday for three hours. Mm Mm-hmm. I just listened, and I watched, and I grew. So we're going to begin this word of encouragement for 2023, number one, after we have prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this brand new year, new time, new seasons, a new morning, to begin again, fresh, clean, and pure, to reflect back, on what we had done in the year before. To look over our lives. And to come home back to you. Father help us. As you begin your teaching this year. With your word. So that we may grow and learn. About you. And ourselves. And others. Help us father. To learn more about you. From your word. So that we may understand who you are, what you want from us, how you do it. What are your heart's desires for us? How important you are in our lives. Father, help us to also see where we miss it all the time. And we have set you aside. And we have not hearkened unto your voice. Father, be with us now in this brand new word of encouragement, teaching from your book, the Bible. And we thank you in the name of Christ Jesus, your only son that you sent in a dirt body who went to a cross to take our sin and to help us find you and be rebirthed again through his sacrifice so we could be in your family and in the kingdom of heaven. No longer dead to you and your words and your life. Father, thank you for all that you do for us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, welcome everybody. Oh my goodness. The word is spreading and it is just wonderful. I don't worry too much about how many of you view this in the natural Because time I release it as a premiere on YouTube. Billions of people 
from all places. Yeah, star systems, galaxies, other planets. I've already heard it. They've been in the garden with me as I record. That's right. So you be blessed today. As we begin the year 2023. Mm -hmm. So this word of encouragement, number one, is entitled, Does Your God Have Pleasure in Wickedness? It's taken from Psalms 5-4. It was written by the second king of ancient Israel, King David. King David was anointed as a young teenager, maybe a young child, to be king. He didn't know how to be king. He had to sit under King Saul and learn maybe 30 years. He took a lot of stuff from that King Saul. Because King Saul disobeyed God three or four times maybe. And he was de-anointed. And he knew a new king was coming to replace him. And King David knew. When he was a little boy out in the sheepfold with his father's sheep, that he was anointed king. He didn't know what was to happen to the current king, King Saul. But David went to help him, to help his brothers fight the Philistines. And that was the moment when David was recognized, when he killed Goliath. A Philistine mm -hmm, from the ancient days of Israel. And King David was put into the service of King Saul. He grew up learning how to be a soldier, a warrior, a fighter. He became friends with King Saul's son, Jonathan. They were like brothers. Mm -hmm. And King David who wasn't king yet, wanted to marry King Saul's daughter, Michaela. Well, he had to go kill lots of Philistines to do that. Mm -hmm. And on their wedding night, the king was coming after him to kill him because King Saul recognized he was the king to replace him. What a nice wedding. What a nice wedding night. And King David couldn't believe it that King Saul was trying to kill him. And it took Jonathan, his friend, the son of King Saul, to tell him, Yes, my father's trying to kill you. So King David went off, hid with the enemy, hid in disgrace, away from King Saul for many years. Mm -hmm. Until his time came, when King Saul and his son, Jonathan, were killed in battle. And the crown was brought to King David. There's some excellent movies about this on the website under Bible movies. There's one about King David. And it talks about this. You will have to learn first. You are called and anointed. Maybe as a child. Maybe in the womb. Maybe in infancy. But you don't know anything. You have to grow and learn. Be tested and tried. Maybe you'll sit under some horrible employers. 
Maybe you have some horrible parents, brothers and sisters. Maybe you have to leave home. You have to grow in wisdom and knowledge, strength and understanding. So we hope that this word of encouragement will help you just a little bit to understand the God of King David, the God of ancient Israel and of Israel now. So we're going to go to Psalms 5, 4, which was written by King David. Verse 4, for you, O Lord, King David is saying, my God, my King, whom I pray to, you are not a God that has pleasure in wickedness. Neither shall evil dwell, live in your presence or abide in your thoughts, your ideas, your ways, your purposes, your desires. This video by Pixabay is showing you the heart, the mind of God, beautiful flower. And all it's doing is sending out its seeds of love in seed form. King David had learned that God was not evil nor wicked. His thoughts, his ideas, his desires of his heart towards us were not evil. And he didn't delight in evil and wickedness. Well, let's figure out what wickedness is. It's defined by Webster's Dictionary as the quality of or state of being wicked. It means morally very bad. What are morals? They are usually our roadmap, our thoughts, desires for doing good to ourselves and each other. Number two, wickedness means fierce, vicious. Three, marked by mischief. Four, disgustingly unpleasant. Five, vile. Six, causing or likely to cause harm, distress, or trouble. Number seven, going beyond reason or limits. That is how Webster's defines the word wicked. Webster's dictionary also defines the word evil as morally wrong, too sinful. What is sin? It's a trespassing, breaking of the known law of God. We'll help you understand what sin is. If you know that when you see a stop sign, you're to stop either walking or your car or your bus until it's clear. And you don't stop. That's sin. That's breaking the law. That's what sin means. Number three, evil is bad character or conduct. So your character, is that your personality? Yes. Your conduct, your behaviors can be evil. Number four, it's offensive. 
It offends us. Number five, something that brings sorrow, distress, or calamity. So we're learning what David knew. That his Lord and his God and his King. Mm -hmm. On whom he praised was not a God that had pleasure in wickedness, doing evil, being fierce or vicious. He wasn't marked by mischief. He wasn't morally corrupt or very bad. He knew that his God did not like causing harm or distress or trouble. And he knew God had limits and had set them above himself, his word, and he would abide by that. He knew this God of his that had anointed him and was helping his nation, Israel, was not morally wrong in what he did, was not sinful, didn't disobey his own laws, didn't have bad character or a bad personality. Now, he got mad, and you can be angry, but you must learn not to sin and transgress the law of agape love. He knew this God was not offensive, and he would bring no sorrow to him, to King David, or distress or calamity. And King David knew that because he had met him. When he was a child out in the fields with his father's sheep all night long, he would look at the stars. He could hear God's voice talking to him. He learned about God's strength when he had to fight bears or tigers to protect the little ones. He learned about God's protection and character as he worked as a shepherd. David knew as a child and you too. Will learn even as an earthly or another age of a child from another planet. Uh-huh. So, my question to you does your God, whom you serve, pray to maybe six times a day, maybe take food and offerings to, maybe you pray to for blessings and help, maybe it's your ancestors your culture, your politicians, your leaders, your government, whoever you think is your God. But do you know what the word God means? It means creator. It means all-sustaining, self-sustaining. What about king? A king is a political leader, has a military, has a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Lord means owner. So does the God that you pray to, does he like evilness and wickedness? Is his character evil and wicked? Does he condemn killing people? Or does he condone you to go out and kill those that don't believe? What kind of God Is your God that you're serving, worshiping, praying to, bringing sacrifices to? Who is your God? Is it money? 
Is it pleasure? Is it fun, entertainment? Is it abortion? Is it politics? Is it your political party? Is it a football team? Is it just you? And it's all about you. Are you your own God? You have to ask or answer that question. And then you look and see. Does your God, maybe it's you yourself. Who's your king? Maybe your body, your sex is your king. Who owns you? Who do you listen to? Are they a God, a leader, a protector, a mother, a father, a king, a warrior that has pleasure in wickedness and evil? Does evil and wickedness dwell and live in their hearts? Do you have to become like them? Do they teach you their character by abuse, neglect, bullying? Does evil and wickedness abide in your God's thoughts, his ideas? Are they evil and wicked and murderous? Are his ways not ways of agape love, but murder, revenge, hate, greed, lying, cheating, stealing, corruption? Ask yourself, do you worship and serve the Lord God of King David, of ancient Israel, of the Holy Bible, or another? So your word of encouragement for today, number one for 2023, does your God, whom you worship, serve, and obey, does he or she or it have pleasure? In wickedness. Ask yourself. Begin the new year. With self reflection. And look. To see. What God you're serving. What Lord and King is your master. And who are they. Do they have pleasure. In wickedness. And that ends this word of encouragement for today. Here in the year 2023. We'll pick up again next week with number two. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new year. And your words that are always eternal. Always seeking us. Asking us questions. Helping us to evaluate ourselves our thoughts and ideas, and learning about you. Father, thank you for Pixabay, this wonderful motion video, to show your heart, King David's God, as the God that's sending out seeds of love, not wickedness, not evil, and that you have no pleasure in it, for you are a God of love, agape. Father, thank you. For your Holy Spirit who brought this and is helping us to understand. Thank you, Father, for any who desire to have you as your God. And to believe in you. And to turn from their other gods. Even themselves or their political party. From their own ideas, thoughts. To you, the God of King David of Israel. The God 
of the Holy Bible. And they turn from whatever they're serving, worshiping and believing in to you. Help them. Clean them up through the cross, the sacrifice of your lamb, Christ Jesus. Birth them anew through the power of the Holy Spirit to be your children of love. The children of the God of King David. To have him as their Lord and their King. So they will learn more about you and themselves. And that they can grow and be nurtured by you, by your word of love, joy, and peace, of the kingdom of heaven, of righteousness and truth. And they too can become mighty kings and serve you wherever they are, whatever planet they're on or solar system or galaxy they're in, that they can be about your business of becoming kings and sending out seeds, words, ideas, thoughts of the kingdom of heaven and bringing love, joy, and peace to others. In the name of Christ Jesus, if you want that new birth and you want to become a part of the family of King David and meet him later and get to know this God better, come. And believe. And it's done. Father fulfill Isaiah 61. And 62. In their lives. Your heart's purposes. For them. Your prophetic words. And father give them a Hebrews. 412. Spiritual circumcision. So that they can be. Free of the lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. And the pride of life of their soul. And you can work with their spirit. And feed it and nurture it and teach it. And help it to grow. Into the mighty kings. That you've called them to be. Father be about your work this year. In 2023. Because we need it. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay I'll see you next week. In the second Word of encouragement of 2023. Bye.